0: The only answer is that cabaret is is far too too wide a genre to properly pin down with a definition. Cabaret can encompass anything. It can encompass stand-up comedy, dance, uh, musical performance. It can include circus. It can include burlesque. Um, It is such a wide genre that there's no real way to pin it down and say, ''That is cabaret,'' Um, I think it's very noticeable that in the Fringe programme this year, we have a cabaret section, but there are many shows in it that people might argue weren't cabaret. Um, you might call them theatre, you might want to call them musical theatre, and indeed there are many shows in the comedy and theatre section that I would call cabaret. You know, the word cabaret comes originally from dinner theatre. Um, that's, that's kind of what we classed it as, it was something you sat down and had a drink and watched, and that's what made it cabaret. If you had a drink in your hands and you're sitting at a table, it was cabaret. Um, and I think we've began to create an entirely new cabaret, a nouveau cabaret, to be pretentious. Well, it is interesting. In, I mean, the the word itself, cabaret,
1: comes from the same root as chamber. It, it means a room. And I think, I mean, for me, when I'm deciding what I'll include as cabaret in the section of the magazine, I tend to think, of it as being something where there's no fourth wall, yeah. which yeah. is really based on the, the sort of interaction between the audience and the performers, mm-hmm. really as a collaboration. Um, that, to me, is one of the kind of fundamental things. I mean, Jenny and, and Vicky, you're, you've chosen to include the word cabaret in the name of your act. What is it that it means to you?
2: Well, I think very
3: much like what you just said about the fourth wall not existing, because I know when we do a show... It's about having a conversation with the audience. There's never kind of a barrier where we're just doing our thing and whatever you're doing out there is irrelevant. If someone yells something, you yell back. Or if someone, you know, you go and sit on people's laps. Or We do that quite often. Um, Yeah, we do.
2: It's it's a little bit more risky as well for both the performer and the audience. But it's that level of intimacy that's there that you don't get with straight theatre or straight comedy, whatever, uh, however they sort of define themselves. As much as stand-ups can still talk to the audience, uh, I think the intimacy between the audience and uh, the performer and cabaret is something a little bit different, and that's really what defines it for me anyway.
3: Yeah, and we often like when people come into our show we greet them at the door mm. and when they leave you know we often have a drink in the bar in character with the audience and kind of just interact you know and I think that's a really fun and exciting part of it that you can have that intimacy
4: well, Cabaret's historically started off in the back rooms of pubs that was the whole point it was before there was recorded music or even printed music so what you did was you congregated with equally poor people and you drank cheap wine and you sang chanson to each other and exchanged the gossip of the day I think why does the Genre is I can't imagine a cabaret in a really big venue. No. It's usually an intimate venue because otherwise there is no intimacy.
0: Yeah, it's also worth noting as well that like you were saying, stand up early with stand up. Um, you don't want the audience to heckle you. You want mm-hmm. the audience to sit and shut up, yeah. listen and laugh. Whereas, you know, as a compare, and indeed definitely watching you as one of the best compares in the business, you just light up when the audience start heckling because that's your, that's your material written for exactly. you. Exactly.
4: Well, I've got no material, it, yeah. so I have
0: to, <laughs> I'm in a state
4: of terror until someone heckles me. Yeah, <laughs> which
0: we, we invite that interaction from the audience. We want them to respond. We, we want the audience to be a performer in the show.
4: That's sort of another of my
1: rules of thumb is that if a show, if it's possible for a show to have a dress rehearsal, then it's not a cabaret.
3: (laughs) I think cabaret is also a really important word for performers or artists who reject definition or can't quite pin down what they define themselves as because for a stand-up it's very clear they are a stand-up and for many theatre makers it's very clear that they do theatre but for many cabaret acts, particularly these guys, they incorporate so many disciplines. There's storytelling, there's writing their own songs, there's comedy, there's music. There's so many different elements that make up this package and um, I think cabaret is is a word that can help that and for particularly with the um advent of the cabaret section in the fringe program for a lot of performers that was an important step forward for that very reason because they didn't quite fit in stand-up or music or what it may be a
4: a one-man show in 2006 and having i was listed in the comedy section because there wasn't a cabaret section At the top of the show i had to explain look this is not a comedy show you're not going to laugh at everything and so if there's a bit in the middle where it's actually quite sad that hasn't that's not because I've failed in my role as a comic. It's because I'm not a comic. I'm a cabaret yeah. singer. So, I mean, having the, the, the separate section in the Fringe programme is actually hugely valuable and important. Um, and congratulations to you guys for helping that oh, happen. Yeah, definitely.
1: And it's also interesting, certainly in London now, there'll be someone on the cabaret scene who's worked with the National Portrait Gallery, the Royal Opera House, Selfridges. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's sort of all sorts of, of institutions which are now kind of reaching out to these performers because they want to sort of integrate something that does involve that kind of give and take and that sort of well, interaction. This is the with thing.
2: People. It is about how we were saying before that cabaret really is malleable. You can bring it to a different space where it wouldn't necessarily be like the shop window of Selfridges or yeah. somewhere else like that um, and find an audience that may not have been exposed to it before but realise that actually they quite like it. You know, like it it's... a a lot to do with preconceptions as well I think, and one of the big things about cabaret sort of uh, having its time now, again, means that a lot of people are sort of relearning that cabaret can be for them you know, I think there's still places for cabaret to go where it's not yet been We
0: keep hearing that variety can't work on TV anymore without the Britain's Got Talent format, but the Royal Variety Performance is one of the most watched things on TV every single year you know, it shows that we could bring back Friday Night at the Palladium. We could bring those sort of shows back. And I think people would watch it. I think people would watch it and love it. And it would be a great way for... Cab- it would be something for cabaret acts to aspire to do and mm. to get out there and finally, you know, have that sort of recognition that a lot of them deserve. But I don't yes. think it's
3: just about television being a recognition. I think it's about, you mentioned institutions, opening the doors to cabaret artists and performers and thinking, oh, wait a minute, you're a legitimate, talented artist in your own right. You're someone I want to work with and collaborate with whereas before maybe they didn't because, like we've mentioned, cabaret was a dirty word. I mean, the most excellent example I can think of that happening right now is Camille O'Sullivan working with the Royal Shakespeare Company with a show in the International Festival. That's an incredible step forward. Camille um, is one of the most intimate performers you'll find. You know, she started... Her grassroots are in a Spiegel tent in a cabaret show here at the Fringe, meowing at people in the front row, and now she's working with two of the most high-profile world-renowned arts organisations and I think that's amazing and I think that's that's the start and I think that's the first door to open of many doors.